Good evening, wanderers and wool gatherers. Foggy here. Welcome to episode 139 of Wanderings and Wool Gathering. On tonight's episode, we are digging into a new death metal album from the group Sanguisugabog. Sanguisugabog. You'd try it. And the uh, title of the album is called Homicidal Ecstasy. We're going to check in on a special anniversary with Alice Cooper. We're going to listen to the new Jack the Radio and Smashing Pumpkins. Both have a couple of really cool songs out that we thought we would share with you tonight. If you like what you see and hear tonight, subscribe and leave a comment. Feel free to share this with your friends. And tonight's episode is brought to you by the Kokomo Lantern. It's a journalistic endeavor focused upon the simple principles of illuminating the good and eliminating the shadows in our local community. Head over to kokomolantern.substack.com. Get all that awesome content. And I don't do this show alone. I can't. I have to uh, reserve the other seat for the GOAT. The one, the only, Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. There it is. There's his mind. We're stepping into it. Ready to blow some minds. Okay, blow it. Go. Blow our minds right now. Get to it. Might blow a gasket. I don't know. <laughs> Might blow a knee if I stand up too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, before we even begin and talk about this, I said it at the beginning, but I mean, your guess is as good as mine, but I think this is the way you say it. Sanguisugabog. I, that's as good as anything else. I was thinking it was sugabog, but I didn't look it up. So that's... I know it's two words put together and it's kind of uh, not a pretty sight when you put the two things together. So you do that on your own. And figure that out because I'm not doing it on the show. So I feel like we're going to be saying that a lot tonight, <laughs> at least for part of it. Uh, but you know what? I love branching out. I love doing stuff like this because it's just so out of our wheelhouse. I mean, it is and it's not. Part I mean, it's kind yeah. of a wheelhouse, but it's just like a, it's on the other side of the fence. But we're standing sure. at the fence, kind of thing. Yeah. So, but before we, we get there. That's really what we had, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, that's Sugabog. pretty much what you said. Sugabog. Yeah, so we're close. Thank you for that, <laughs> Jackson. So uh, anyway, go ahead. Uh, I, You know, we got some new stuff that came out. Uh, friends of the show, Jack the Radio, their project uh, should be coming out fairly soon, but they released another song from the, it's like a basically a four-track, seven-inch record. And this song is called The Swordsman, and it's about the, the character, the saber-toothed swordsman. So it, it just, it's another, I, I don't know, I hate to call it a sequel, but I mean, it's more like, I feel like they're building a story with the characters that are in mm -hmm. the, the mini-comic that will be coming with the record. Right. So that's pretty much what the song is about. It's about the saber-toothed swordsman, so... Mm -hmm. Short and sweet. I, it's like two two forty or something like that. Um, Beautiful song. Yeah, George sounds great. The vocals are spot on. He's he's killing it. Um, it's really just kind of telling the story of the saber two swordsman. Um, one thing I thought was pretty cool was the guitar solo. I feel like has a bit of a Brian May feel. Mm. A little I, bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I that was one of the, my highlights from the song was that solo. It's really yeah, good. sounds great. Did I don't know? Did you? I also got kind of got like a little fifties ballad vibe from it. In the sure, in singing yeah. on this one, I thought was cool. And the I first thing that. I thought of when you said the saber tooth swordsman, when I heard saber tooth, I thought, oh, they're continuing the creatures line. You know, like <laughs> we're doing more creatures. This is kind of cool. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you guys have not listened to Jack the Radio yet, you got to check them out. They're so good. They're just even if they're like one so, of those groups that you don't have to like a particular style of music, they just sound good. Mm-hmm. So, our two cents. Very pleased that we stumbled across this band, and I wish they would come this way touring, but I don't. Going to be a I, bit. I don't think they will anytime soon. So. Hopefully I can, I really want to get down to North Carolina at some point and kind of meet up with them and hang out with them, catch a show or something. So agreed. That would be a good time. Um, great guys. Great music. The last record was called creatures. Um, you can get the vinyl, get CD. You can listen to it on your streaming services. It's on my wall. He's pointing to it right there. So <laughs> I've got the album over here somewhere. And the comic book that come with it comes with it is primo. There's, I'm just telling you, there's no better experience than listening to music and reading a, a comic to the song as you're doing it. It's, it is a treat. I love it. Very cool. Very cool. Well, that's it. So Jack the Radio, check that one out. You can get it on any streaming service. And now, should we tackle it? Should we tackle what? Sing we Sugabog. Don't we have a couple of other things to get to first? No, oh, we could do this and we can break it up. Uh, whatever you want to do, I'm ready. All right. So, our listener who is on here tonight, because I can see his comment, Mr. Jackson, invited me on Friday to go to a metal show in Indianapolis. And headlining this show was this group. And I was unable to go. He got, it was kind of last minute, and I already had plans, so I couldn't go. But I thought, at least let's check this out. Let's see what it's all about, give it a fair shake. And so that's what we did. So, Metalhead Monday and I uh, dug into their new record. And again, we're going to say, I'm going to put the uh, pronunciation up there as we're talking about it so people don't think we're total morons. <laughs> well, I mean, more so than normal. But Tengui Sugabog, however you say that. And the album is called, where is it again? Homicidal Ecstasy. So we'll leave it at that. Death Summit. What was your initial thought, Monday? Um, well, I saw the album cover. Actually, I take that back. The first thing I did was find a video like, and you know, you can see like when it was released. So I Mm -hmm. found a more recent video that I assumed was from this album and it was. And right away, the first thing that caught my ear was like, uh, okay, this, this death metal. I know what this is. I've heard a lot of it, you know? I like some, I don't, it's not really my thing, but I like some of it. Um, My big death metal bands are the ones that tend to do things a little differently. So I like uh, death, entombed, obituary, you know, carcass, stuff like that. And they've, they've been around forever. All those bands have been around forever. The obituary just had a new one recently. They did. And it's Mm -hmm. very good. Um, so, you know, this is not anything I would be super into, but I, I, I dug it. I, you know, the, the video was like a very graphic horror movie 
which kind of goes along with the genre. It's just mm -hmm. what it is. Um, so, I, you know, it's whatever. I can see where that would bother some people. I don't care about that. It's whatever. It's all, you know, I, I'm also a horror movie fan. So it's whatever, you know, it's fake. It's art. It's whatever, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't bother mm -hmm. me. Um, so I, I watched a couple other videos. I think uh, another one I watched was a song off of this album was just basically a performance video. Um, mm -hmm. They sound really good. I mean, they're, you know, it's typical death metal stuff, very detuned, um, kind of a uh, lot of part changes, uh, mm -hmm. blast beats here and there. And the vocals, I mean, it's, straight up you know what you're getting it's death metal growly vocals you can't really understand him read along with the lyrics the lyrics are it's more you know more of the same it's kind of graphic horror movie stuff it's you know played for shock value really more than anything um but but yeah they're good i mean solid solid very talented guys uh you know i i dig it yeah um i for me i think where the strength of this album lies is the music um yeah that like you said when you're listening to the vocals if you don't have the lyrics up you really can't understand them he's very subdued or mm -hmm. or at least they have layered it in a way that the the vocals almost take a background a little bit to some of the music so it's kind of like a drone almost across it's the almost the like uh some some of the death metal bands, I think these guys fit this mold a little bit. It's the voice is, I mean, I, I don't know, like listening to it, I feel like it's not so much about the lyrics. I, it could be, but just listening to the song, I don't think it's really about the lyrics. It's like the voice, the vocals are almost another instrument. Yeah, like the musicality of the vocals yeah. rather than the lyric. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Um, but the highlight for me of this group is, um, and you said it, the changes, like there, there were tempo changes. There were a lot of breaks in the songs that added some little touches, but it was the use of the snare. The snare comes through loud and clear. It's like you have this, you know, super heavy, like the groove is heavy. There's chugging going on. His voice sounds like a drone. And then you got this high, this snare that is opened up yeah. and it's got a high pitch and it really comes through clear, and they use it to great effect in most of their songs. And I listened to, um, like you said, you looked at some videos. So I went to their Facebook page, and they had a couple of drum videos. So we had the drum perspective where you get that nice. forefront. It was nice to hear that. It really reminded me of the Gish, Siamese Dream era of the way that Jimmy used his snare, because okay. you get that lot that high hit on all those, and. Um, it was like, I don't know, it was almost like it just accentuated the songs because everything else was so heavy. But that was it for me. Okay, I got a couple of comments here. Necro Deviant was uh, by far the best song. They did that so crazy live. Okay, let me look at my notes for that song in particular. I really, that song, I really, really dig the uh, the opening riff and groove on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was a great beginning to that song. Really kind of grabbed your attention. Yeah, and then they. Um, what I liked about that too is it had that heavy intro, and then there was uh, the tempo change midway, and then it picks up in the intensity. And the lyrics I thought in this one had a little bit more rhythm and flow mm -hmm. than some of them. And so, yeah, that was a highlight for me too. So good call on that one, Jackson. 
And then he's got one more here. Tortured Hole. Has That's the not on this <laughs> album. Yeah. Um, and it's even louder. Wow. <laughs> I bet that's the name of an album, actually. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think if you go too much louder with that, it's going to stand out even more. Yeah. Not necessarily a good way here. I think it fits perfectly, but it could become overkill. Yeah, that snare sound, uh, it has that ping to it that... Yeah, after a while, I don't love that. I and listening to a few songs, I you know, is fine, but after a while, that can get old. Mm -hmm. Um, I like I prefer a more traditional drum sound. Uh, I think that's you're you're falling into the trap there of the uh, you know, Saint Anger, what it's just that ping, ping, Mm -hmm. ping, and it, yeah, it can get old after a while. Yeah, there was um, the T-Rot. I'm just going to say it that way instead of saying it out loud. That song um, had that uh, a lot of cymbal work, the yeah. ping, ping, uh, that was really cool. A lot of double bass. He really hit the blast beats on there and then killed it with some cymbal work. I like that one quite a bit, too. Yeah, that was actually one of my highlights from the album. Um, I really like the dynamics of that song, the part changes. Mm-hmm. They pull off really well uh it, the rhythm is kind of a it's a bit of an offset rhythm uh, it's not like straight up you know four four uh he actually goes into a little bit of screamy vocals on yes. that one for a minute is kind of you know it was caught definitely caught my attention because it was <laughs> it was different so he switched it up a little bit there it was pretty cool um <clears throat> yeah my note was that he breaks the mold here <laughs> with yeah. his yelling you know but it was good. I mean, it almost needed it. You could, it was almost too even keel the whole way. I'd like to see a little bit more variation on a lot of the songs, actually. Yeah, that's why That's why I like this one. Uh, it was just a little more interesting than a lot of the other songs. Yeah. Um, Lesson in Savagery. I liked his lyrics on that one or the vocals on that one a little bit more. Another one of my highlights that those are probably my two mm-hmm. favorite songs on the album. Um, the drums were really cool at the beginning of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it finally kicks in, there's a really great groove. Um, yeah. And just like, I mean, dynamics. It's a, for me, death metal is the more dynamic the song is, the more interesting it's going to be. And this one hit that mark for me mm-hmm. yeah and then i also liked the uh mortal admonishment i thought there were some okay. really neat elements here with the drum it was kind of quick and repetitive and it was sort of ran along the side of the chant almost like they were working together i kind of like that that was cool mm-hmm. lots of good snare and tom work on this one and um there was a breakdown midway and the song really slows down i like that one quite a bit there were a number i i there's no song on here i was like this is garbage i just don't like this song but yeah. there were, those few stood out for me. There was a couple towards the end of the record where I got a little bored with. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, skin Cushion. That one didn't like the opening of that. Kind of turned me off a little bit. Uh, I don't know. The, the It got better as it went, but I didn't love that song. The um, thing that saved that one for me was that the the vocals were different. They were sort of okay. short, stunted lines that were a little faster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, that one was uh, eh, for me. I feel like one of the things, uh, a lot of death metal bands hit the, uh, the blast beats, you know, mm-hmm. on the drums. And I feel like this, it didn't really come in on this album until like the third track, uh, which is called mm-hmm. Pissed. 
And yeah. I feel like that was kind of the first time we got a little taste of the blast beats. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. I mean, I don't care. Like one of my favorite death metal bands is obituary and they don't really do that. They're more of a slow, right. You know, drudgy kind of death metal. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, there was some guest vocals on on a song from, from another band that I've never heard of. So yeah, but uh, I still I don't know. I listened to the song and I'm like I can't really pick out where he came in. I know, same. So I was like, uh, okay, I guess this guy's on this song. <laughs> well, it said featuring his name. Was he maybe a musician? I don't know, maybe. Because I couldn't find it either. So that's why I, I was thought, thinking maybe it was a musician on well, it. Well, I had to look him up to see what band he was in. Okay. I thought it said he was a vocalist. Maybe could be. Maybe could I'm be. Wrong. But maybe uh, he actually just added a little backing, like the two sang to- together, maybe. Yeah. Had depth or something. But I think that was actually the the video I watched, the first video I watched. Uh <laughs> song. I mean, the songs are all like they're terrible, but it's it's just the nature of the game with the death metal. The song is called "Face Ripped Off," <laughs> and uh, that's one of the uh, the less offensive titles on this album. Yeah, um, but I, I that one wasn't bad. I, I really like the, uh, the just I it sounded like a distorted bass riff, mm-hmm. kind of opening it and kind of slower plotting groove. And it really, the ending was weird. It just like ended very abruptly, and I was like, "Oh, we're done." Okay. Yeah, there were some super short songs on this. <clears throat> I liked. Uh, let's go to the album closer because we like to to talk <clears throat> about that. I did like the way that this one ended. Fiending for bloodshed was the last song, and it started off going crazy with that snare again, but then it wrote it out and it kind of disappeared. Um. The heavy riff, I think, kind of broke through finally in the end of that. I, I think it fit the end of this album. I think it was a nice closer. Um, again, lyrically, not, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, love lyrics. But, <laughs> you know. All of the lyrics on this album. I mean, it's it's typical death metal fare. It's just, you know, graphic, horror movie, cartoony almost, violent and whatever. It's... <laughs> You listen to a band like this, that's what you're going to get. It's fine. Yeah, here's but, a here's an example and this this could be from any song. Edging <laughs> at the sight of your last breath, nothing more exciting than your death. <laughs> and that's one of the nicer ones. But it's sort of what most of them are about. Yeah. It's just I mean at a certain point it's just cartoony and, and ridiculous. But yeah. you know, it's fine. It's whatever. It is what it is. All right. Let's score this bad boy. And are you going to listen again? Um, honestly, I would probably give it about a probably a two and a half out of five. Um, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. And it, this is not something that I gravitate to typically. So I probably won't be listening much more. Gotcha. It was um, interesting. I did enjoy the experience, and it mm-hmm. was interesting, but you know, wasn't wasn't great for me. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go crazy and give it a three, and that's because of the <laughs> snare, because it brings back warm fuzzy memories of Gish for me. With the first time I heard that, I was like, nobody plays the snare like that's incredible, you know? Funny. So so that does <laughs> it did feel good. Now I love lyrics, so this really was just no bueno for me <laughs> but yeah. um um 
but I liked it. I mean, the music I thought was pretty good and it was interesting and I'm glad we checked it out and that uh, snare will bring, bring me back. And I think I may go check out tortured hole just to hear how in the world the snare was even louder. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because I, it was very prominent on this record and, and for me in a good way, but yeah, three out of five. Will he listen again? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. Depends on what's going on. <laughs> but I'm glad on how I did. Mad, depends on how mad you are that day. I have other <laughs> things I can listen to that have more. <laughs> See, the, the problem is <laughs> songs like this that should be angry and get your goat really like should have strong meaning. There should be something yeah. lyrically behind it that really drives it. And I don't, I think you said it right. It's almost cartoony. It's just gory violence. Yeah. I mean, so really, I, I don't feel that as much, but um, definitely enjoyed the experience. So, yeah. Thank you, Jackson, for that. <laughs> and I bet they would have been fun live. I bet it really would have been good live. Could have been interesting. I will yeah. say, I, I have seen Cannibal Corpse live. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and that's not a band that I typically listen to a lot. I appreciate their place in metal history. And I love, absolutely love George Corpse Grinder, the singer of Cannibal Corpse. He is a wonderful human being, and he's amazing and funny. Actually, Corpse Grinder is actually his real name. So look that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's on his, it's so, on his birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I have seen them live, and mm -hmm. I mean, it's impressive to see them play yeah. this stuff. It really is. It, yeah. it, this is one of those things where when I hear a band like this, I hear my teachers in high school being like, oh, this is, I mean, anybody can make noise like this. This is terrible. Right, 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 right. Like, really? Try it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Play that guitar riff. See if you can figure it out. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, let's just say you don't like the singing. You don't like that voice. That's fine. But there's some real talent that went into making those songs and recording that music because it is good. I mean, they are very talented musicians, just plain and simple. So if yeah. you, you you sometimes have to take off your I love country hat or whatever you love <laughs> and say, all right, for what this is, is it good in that genre? And I'd say this is pretty good in that genre. Yeah. So, All right. Well, we did bring up Smashing Pumpkins and um, they have a new offering for us. And when I heard it, I quickly had to text Monday. I'm like, we got to do this one. We got to do this one because we, there have been some that we have not been so fond of. But this one, I, I felt like was this is going to be a home run for us. And if we put together our uh, our best of from the three, three tracks at the end of this, this would probably make that. So um, this one is called That Which Animates the Spirit. And it is from Autumn Act 3. It's the second song off of Act 3, and to bring us up to date, so Shiny, who was off on his march of life, which flying into the sun, essentially, turned, and he has returned to Earth. So rather than just, like, because everybody's, like, anticipating his return, the X and I, instead of, I guess, saying that he's a villain or whatever, they've decided to celebrate him, even though he really is the antithesis of what they are. So um, this song is about the the X and I are they're singing this, and he takes the mic after Shiny Shiny has officially returned and he's welcoming him back, and the people in attendance begin celebrating, all rallying behind the idea that Zero is back, not Shiny, not Glass, but Zero. Hmm. So we've returned to Melancholy with Zero. I'm not sure what that means or where that's heading, 
but I do know that this song was really good. What did you think when you first heard it? Well, I hated it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> all that build up, I couldn't resist. <laughs> but um, he did. Uh, yeah, Billy mentioned zero quite a lot in the song. Mm -hmm. So yeah, <laughs> that that all makes sense, I guess, in his mind. Um, the uh, the short acoustic opening I thought was mm -hmm. really cool. Sounded yep. beautiful, and yeah. I, I, I honestly I wish there might have been a little bit more than that, but mm -hmm. it, it just sounded great. Um, I mean, this it's a solid rocker. It, it's mm -hmm. just the riffs are great. Uh, Billy sounds great. Again, backing vocals shine. They wonderful. Yeah, Katie's so, good. I, I I really enjoyed this song. I really did. Yeah, I I think it was uh, like you said. We've got that nice acoustic going on, and then when the X and I demands your attention, that was like phew, now it makes sense when you read what it's about, you know. Um, him taking the microphone almost like abruptly stopping that. But yeah, I'm so excited that uh, there's some heavy songs on this yeah. to take us back. And not everything has to be that way. They've got really good softer songs, but I definitely appreciate their harder stuff over some of their electronica. And um, I really think at the end, when we put together our albums, we could come up with a killer record here. I agree. Uh, I enjoyed, I think it was uh, later in the song when they hit the kind of the chunky riff, like, you know, the more staccato kind of mm -hmm. thing was pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, it, the groove, you know, lots of heavy distortion, good groove. I, I was in it. Yep. That song is called That Which Animates the Spirit. Of course, you cannot hear part or act three until April. So if you want to check out these songs, you need to go to the 33 podcast and they release one per week. And um, it's about 12 minutes in to the episodes. Normally, Billy kind of sets up the story to this point and then they play the song. I, um, I, I kind of interact sometimes with some people on Twitter who are pumpkins people. And my thing this week was just simply that listening to them one at a time, they're just not as good. But mm -hmm. when you listen to them as a whole, it makes so much more sense, especially for the, the electronic songs that you don't necessarily love. But in the context of the record, it's better. And hearing them one at a time isn't nearly the experience. Right. I agree with that. <clears throat> totally. <laughs> yeah, And I, th I guess that's really what um, I mean, this is a gimmick, releasing them one at a time on a podcast. And it's really smart and cool. And I like the way that he's doing it. But clearly it's to be released as a total rock opera so that would make sense all right last thing tonight we have uh, a 50th anniversary yeah it's crazy I, I mean it is crazy something like this hits an anniversary like that and i mean that's older than me so <laughs> and uh, i know right and, <laughs> I, I, I feel like, uh, so we're talking about obviously Alice Cooper, his album, Billion Dollar Babies, um, mm -hmm. this week hit a 50th anniversary. And I mean, how can you not love Alice Cooper? Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> he's just such a, a showman and just an icon really in hard rock and metal. Yeah. My, um, I remember, you know, growing up in the seventies. I had no knowledge of this record, but I think it was at 75 when Welcome to My Nightmare came out. 
There's probably close. Around so yeah, so my brother got that one on vinyl. So that was my first introduction to Alice Cooper. And of course, you look at that title and um, you see him on there with the makeup and everything, and it's like, oh my god, this guy's scary, you know. <laughs> and then later, he's in Wayne World, Wayne's World, talking about Mealy Wake, yeah. you know, <laughs> not such a scary fella after all. But uh, I mean, was... he's a <clears throat> golfer. Oh yes, he's that's one of golfer. his great loves yeah. in life, and he's golf. good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Um, but this album, uh, this one actually is better than Welcome to My Nightmare. Okay, um, I don't even. I, now, if I go back and listen, Welcome to a Nightmare is not that great, really. And the song Steven sucks. So I'm already mad about that. <laughs> but um, this album's really good. Billion Dollar Baby is really good. And it's uh, it's smart, too. There's some really good lyrics and messages in these songs, which is cool and kind of ahead of its time, I suppose. Yeah, I went, I was kind of diving into the background of the album. I wanted to see who played on it. There weren't really any names that. I was too familiar with, um, of course, the iconic Bob Ezrin, uh, you know, he did a lot of stuff with Alice. I think they were, they were great partners and actually he worked with a lot of bands, but, um, he's done so much with Alice. Uh, they've been friends and collaborators forever. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting that there was a special guest on vocals on the song billion dollar babies. Mm -hmm donovan yes <laughs> 60s yes. icon donovan mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah well i mean what's interesting too is you think alice cooper oh this metal guy these are just good rock songs you know these are certainly like hello hooray such a cool song but it's got kind of a floyd vibe in some ways i think yeah um and then billion dollar baby is just I mean, that's just a great song. No more Mr. Nice Guy. That's probably the one that I think everybody knows, right? Iconic. I mean, yeah, I, absolute classic. On Spotify, you see like the number of listens. Mm -hmm. And I mean, No More Mr. Nice Guy is like almost 60 million. Oh, yeah. And the closest thing to it is Billion Dollar Babies, and it's got like six and a half. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, but so. isn't No More Mr. Nice Guy in a bunch of movies, too? Uh, Probably. Feels like it. I'm sure it's been used quite a lot. Um, Megadeth covered it in the early 90s, and that was featured in the movie Shocker, I think, hmm. which is an absolutely horrendous movie. It's terrible. But uh, but yeah, the, it has a actually decent kind of hard rock and metal soundtrack, which featured uh, Megadeth doing No More Mr. Nice Guy. So. Yeah, that's such a good song. Yeah. Uh, of course, the song Marianne is on there, <laughs> but he didn't know how to spell her name correctly. So <laughs> no, it's got really cool. That's a really cool piano song. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely not metal, <laughs> but um, this is a good this is an awesome classic rock record from the 70s. Yeah. And if people haven't listened to it, you really need to. And if you're thinking, oh, it's Alice Cooper. No, go back and listen. This is a really strong record. And he's got a good voice like you just kind of look at the theatrics of what he does and you just think he's kind of a gimmick guy, but he's good. Music's yeah. good. I mean, yeah. Always loved Alice. I actually, mm -hmm. I kind of have an interesting story about him. It's not my story. It's it's secondhand. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a study hall in one year in high school. I don't even remember what year this was, but um, the teacher that supervised the study hall, 
he said when he was in high school, I don't even know how we got to this conversation. I, I wasn't involved in it. I was listening to him talk to a group of kids. And I, they must have been talking about prom because this guy said when he was in high school, uh, Alice Cooper played his prom. What? Yes. Alice Cooper played his prom and they like they got I think they got in trouble because he he like tore the stage up and all kinds of stuff. I was like, interesting. Wow. That is so cool. What year was that? I mean, it must have been. Well, so this this album came out in 73. Right. I don't really know when Alice started, but I think there were two records before this one. Yeah. So it had to be like the late 60s probably wow that is so cool yeah <laughs> Cooper it's crazy prom. oh man now, i'm sure you know the teacher but mm-hmm. i'm sure yeah. wow he's long man. retired now i believe but <laughs> never know you never know well awesome i hope people will check that out billion dollar baby 50th anniversary um there's just it feels like this year there have been so many anniversaries and and i know every year there's going to be plenty not yeah. like 50th but just right this was released this day you know whatever yeah. and uh it's kind there's of going to be more and, and more because we're getting old <laughs> you are oh, okay. i decided i'm not going to get old anymore <laughs> well oh, let me know how that works <laughs> oh goodness gracious all right well that wraps up the fun for this evening but uh, next week, we have a huge show. I can't even believe all the music we're going to do. There's so much music to talk about, we can't even name it all here. Yeah, that's so we shouldn't try. <laughs> no, we should just keep it to ourselves. Total surprise for the audience, not us. We know mm, what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. We always know what we're doing. Oh, by the way, last night, um, I don't know if you had a chance to check it out, but SNL no. was Jack White. Okay. Oh, my gosh. His performances were so good. Okay. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. They were off his... Well, this may have been a rerun, but... It was off his latest record, and oh my gosh, were they good? He's good anyway, but this. And we were talking today, like, think about him as a musician. How many great guitar riffs and just songs where you hit her and you're instantly like, "Bam, that's Jack White." Like, he's just got a knack for that. I'm not saying he's like on Zeppelin level or anything, but when you hear those riffs, you instantly know Jack White. Yeah, he's he's got something. That kid might do something someday. <laughs> he might even start a record store. <laughs> Which have you ever been to Third Man? Oh no, no. I've, it I've, is tiny. I've only, yeah, I've only been to Nashville like once, and we were basically passing through. We stopped and ate mm. like in that downtown area. And it's downtown, it. so it's right in there. It's yeah. it's a small little place. You'd be like, "What? This is his place?" Then it's connected to like a studio where he can perform stuff, but. um Third Man itself is very tiny. Yeah. And it has that little thing in that you can go in and record and puts it onto a record for you, which is great. All right. Well, that is it. So, Mr. Mundy, where can we find you if we choose to find you? Uh, Just Instagram. Take my handle from the show. Type it into Instagram, Metalhead Mundy. You'll find me. I'm there. You will find him there. He won't technically be on the computer, but you can find him there. So... Paul used to be on the show. You can still find him at the Phoenix Supernova <laughs> and just playing. He's been posting some cool music stuff, though. Yes. So you guys should definitely follow Just Playing Paul Actually, on Instagram. Uh, I got to hang out with him a little bit last night. So oh, awesome. 
we miss Paul on the show. He is uh, the only one who truly knows what the hell he's talking about. We're just posers. <laughs> so, Paul, come back. Paul, come back. I'm Foggy. You can find me there. And you can find this show. Mr. Mundy does such a good job of doing it. You want to tell us where you can find the show? Oh, well, we go live where you can see our beautiful faces on uh, YouTube and on Facebook on the Kokomo Lantern page. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Kokomo Lantern, um, Mr. Muncie. And then when we post the audio, you can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and SoundCloud. That's exactly how I have it typed over here. Nice. You like read my mind. Monty reads minds. So I'm All right, everyone. The, I'm doing the Ghostbusters <laughs> trick. I can see it. You're like that Sabretooth from Ice Age. He reads minds. All right. Anyway, we'll see you next week. We'll have something else to talk about. Hopefully, you'll see us then. Until then, everyone, have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. Bye now. 